Hello, and welcome to Chats with Chelsea. Today, we are talking to an international nonprofit leader, but most importantly, someone who is literally doing God's work. Chats with Chelsea community, join me in welcoming the founder of the Jew3 Project to Chats with Chelsea. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you for having me, Chelsea. I'm excited to be here with you. You know, that excitement runs deep there. What can I say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I always say I'm excited and it doesn't show apparently to others. Well, I, you know, I'm so glad that you, you've amped that up. You know, this is, that's a change from 13 years ago when I first met you. But listen, I, today we are talking all things Jude 3 Project. Um, tell us. How was the Jew 3 Project birth, Lisa? So the Jew 3 Project really came from um, my own experience um, in undergrad, taking the New Testament course and struggling through that course and stumbling upon apologetics through the suggestion of my, my father. Uh, apologetics is a Christian discipline of intellectually engaging um, your faith, knowing what you believe and why. And... Um, I really struggled in my New Testament class trying to figure out why I believe what I believe. And apologetics helped me navigate that space. It helped equip me. And I realized that there weren't many African-Americans in that space, African-American apologists. And I wanted to do something to bridge that gap. And so ended up switching my major from investment finance to religious studies and communications um, at UNF, where I met you. And graduated from there, subsequently ended up going into banking uh, <laughs> because I just needed a job after graduation <laughs> and then felt the leading of the Lord two years after that to go to seminary. Um, and in seminary, the last year of seminary, I uh, started the Jew 3 Project, which is a Christian apologetics organization dedicated to helping Black Christians know what they believe and why. Helping Black Christians know what they believe and why. I mean, let's drill down into that. Why specifically Black Christians? Yeah, because I think apologetics generally is um, more in white church spaces. And so most of the focus and the questions surround what white Christians are navigating through. And some of the tools are, are applicable in Black spaces, but there really weren't any organizations that focused on equipping the Black community in this area. And so I felt like it needed to be something um, distinct to, to our community in order to be effective. And so what has that journey been like? So you started the Jude 3 Project your last year in seminary. You're now full-time with the Jude 3 Project. You all just opened up your first international headquarters. You're hosting meeting, you know, already doing filming. But what has that journey been like from your last year of seminary to now? It's been a long journey. Uh, it's been in stages. I didn't, I didn't necessarily know if it would be a full-time thing or uh, something I did on the side working for another organization and maybe had the G3 project on the side, but it subsequently just grew as, as um, through the years where um, we started just having our first event um, in Jacksonville in July 12th, not, not 19, 2012. Um, and no, that was 2014. I'm sorry. Yeah. 2014. Cause I wasn't, 
yeah. So in 2014, we had our first event and then it grew to other events and it grew to a podcast and then it grew to an organization and then grew to a HBCU tour. So each year it seemed to grow um, and it didn't all grow in finances till later, uh, but it, it was a long journey of, of perseverance. And what made you stick through it? Uh, I stuck through it because I felt called by God to do it. And I think also seeing the impact that it was making on people's lives also was encouraging. It was like a verification, a validation that God would had indeed called me and he was using this work. And in spite of the hardship, the challenges, being a woman fundraising or being a woman in an apologetic space where it's dominated by older white men, um, you you need that encouragement along the way because you're hearing no's constantly. And so um, I think that's what kept me going, feeling called and feeling encouraged by the people that were being blessed by the organization. What was that point in the process where, you know, you feel called to do this? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you were receiving those, uh, the validation, the confirmations along the journey. But when was it clear to Lisa that this would be her full-time journey? Uh, it was clear to me when I wasn't able to get any other jobs. Uh, that's when it was... <laughs> That was when it was pretty much clear to me. Um, but if every other um, thing I had tried to do, going back into corporate or just doing other things with other organizations, it seemed like the door was always closed. And so I kind of stumbled into it being full time. And it was funny because when I quit my job at Bank of America, I told the Lord I didn't really want to go back to a regular nine to five. And so as like, if I'm going to go off to seminary, I really want after seminary, I never have to go back to a nine to five. And so I think it was God honoring what I said I wanted from him. And so even though I said I wanted that, comfort is to go back to what you know, because it provides a level of security. Uh, But if I was honest, that wasn't really my desire. And so God um, was faithful to what the prayer that I prayed to him before I even went to seminary. So I think those doors closing in my face was God way of saying, that's not what you asked me for. Um, and so I think that that's kind of how I got here. You know, over the years, as you were sharing, you, you grew, you started, you've done conferences. Um, tell us a little bit about your new headquarters and you know, what do you see over the next year, five years for the Jude 3 project? Yeah, um, we were blessed to move into our new uh, headquarters this, this year in the midst of a pandemic, which is a testament to God's faithfulness because um, so many people uh, are moving out of, out of spaces. Um, so that was encouraging to just, to just be there um, it was a moment of encouragement. It's continuously a moment of encouragement for me, just thinking about how encouraged I was. Even today, it's been a long, long day. And walking into that space helped me remember, like, mm-hmm. this is a gift um, and a, a testament to God's faithfulness. And that immediately encouraged me. So I think it's that is encouraging. And to see the work we're doing, the content we're putting out, it's stuff that I always wanted to put out uh, at a higher quality and being able to do that. So for the next 
next five years, I see us being able to do that, being able to go to more historically black colleges and universities, produce more curriculum, more courses, an online academy, and just really equip the body and be a household name to know like a trusted resource uh, in Christian apologetics. And I just, I think that's where we're headed. I'm excited to see what the Lord does. And I'm always shocked because I didn't expect to be here. So if I didn't expect (laughs) to be here, I know in my future, I'm not going to, I'm going to be like, oh, I didn't expect to be here either. So uh, I'm excited to see how, how everything plays out. Look at God. Well, you have many folks who will be watching your continued growth. You know, I'm grateful for your obedience to God to do what he placed on your heart because, you know, you talked about, again, the validation, but I also commend you on being willing to step out. I mean, you stepped into a space where when you stepped out, you were the only one. There's now more people who, um, in the way in which you did it, um, you know, there's now more people, but you, you've you really um, blazed the trail for other Black Christians, but most importantly, Black women to stand up and feel that they can confidently and publicly defend the faith. And so thank you for your for your obedience. When I think about the Black church, I mean, there's so much. I mean, there are probably hundreds of podcasts on your website. You have curriculum, you have a book. But when you think about, you know, the most asked question or the most asked topic um, in regards to apologetics in the Black church, what would that be? Uh, it's Christianity and white man's religion. It's and the, what, probably the most most asked question. question. And so, what what would be what what's your what's your elevator speech on that? If there if you can even give one, I mean it's a it's a it's a topic. <laughs> yeah, I, I first under, um, c- try to connect with why one would think that is, and usually it's because of the cultural climate. It's because it's uh, Christianity was used as a tool of oppression during slavery, and people use passages like "slave submit to your masters" to further oppress people. Uh, but I, I like to push people back further in history to talk about the early African church fathers to know that, uh, as Thomas Oden said, Africa really shaped the Christian mind. And so uh, the term Trinity was coined from an African Tertullian, um, and there were other African church fathers like Augustine, Athanasius. And Clement and origin that helped shape um, Christian doctrine that we still hold on to the hypostatic union, God being 100% God and 100% man, um, the Trinity, as I mentioned, um, defending the authority of Scripture, defending um, so many things in Christian faith. And so that started in Africa, not Europe. And so it's like, how can it be a white man's religion when it was in Africa? thriving before it was in Europe. And so that's kind of how I like to engage as a starter. I mean, there are so many different ways in which the conversation may flow from that, but I think that's one of the helpful things to point people to when navigating that question. Well, there's still a lot for me to learn. There were some really big words that you used and there's some names <laughs> I never heard of, but you know what? Thank God for the Jew3 project and for the website and all the resources. So tell the Chatswood Chelsea community, how they can learn more about the Jude 3 Project and how they can get involved. Yeah, you can go to jude3project.org. Um, one of the ways you can get involved is by taking our online courses um, and by um, starting a small group and, and going through the curriculum. 
through Eyes of Color. Um, and all of those links are available at g3project.org. You can follow us on all our social media platforms. Those social media handles are also on the website. And you can follow me at, um, at Lisa V. Fields on all, all social media as well. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming to Chats with Chelsea today to share more about the Jude 3 Project, your journey. But again, I commend you for your obedience. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy. <laughs> to the Chats with Chelsea community, be sure you go check out the Jude 3 Project. Learn more. Even if you think you know how to defend your faith, you can always sharpen your skills, your knowledge, learn something new so that you really can defend your faith. Um, and be sure to go check out the Life with Chelsea Boutique. The sweatshirts are now available and they are perfect for the cold weather. Wishing you all a great week. Thank you so much.